Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Anchor Down. It's actually episode two and it's been a busy week here. I have been recording so many of these podcasts since we launched. I was thinking of doing these once a week and we launched on Tuesday and I figured why not just put out another interview this week? Well, the, the first interview. So I'm bringing you an episode today and you're also going to be getting one next Tuesday. And then from then on, I mean, I have so many. I've been thinking about doing it weekly, but a lot of these are going to be recorded in lockdown. So I might just put them out sooner. I don't know. Let me know your thoughts. Um, let me know on Instagram. Just send me a DM. But this is a special one because we are in the first week and we have a great guest to kick off this show. I'm so excited to be starting with her. And it is Christiane Reisman. Christy is a solo travel vlogger and video producer based in London. She also owns her own clothing company and has recently spent the past three months in Colombia traveling around. And the thing about Christy, she makes so much content and she manages to make it super entertaining and informative. We talk about traveling through Colombia. She talks a bit about the Philippines, how she manages balancing working as a full-time YouTuber whilst traveling and maintaining a clothing company. We also talk a bit about how she edits her videos and what she shoots on them how she preps for those trips so this was a great episode christy is currently back in london obviously because of covid19 that that's where our conversation starts and we also do a quick quiz on geography so uh be sure to stick around for that but without further ado let's uh let's just get into the episode yeah. When I go on Instagram, there's always like uh, at the top, you see that there's some people live and I always like dip in just to see what everyone's doing. And I find it so funny. Like I find it funny because I'm just like, well, this is live and this is what they're doing right now. There's a, um, a pro surfer who I follow and she's always doing some sort of like stretching and meditation. <laughs> It's so funny that like everybody in the world is kind of doing the exact same thing or in a very similar situation. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this first time in the world, we've all been in this same situation where like no matter what you do, unlike unless you're a key worker, you're at home. How are you finding it all? Um, Actually, completely great. I mean, <laughs> I'm very, very lucky that uh, I've, I've had my parents home to come back to and they have a garden here. I have a bedroom here. So I think already that's just given me like a, just a really nice setup, which I'm so grateful for. But I think as a travel vlogger, it's it, this is kind of like my holiday. It's It's just like the break that I guess I sort of needed that I would never give myself. And it's given me time to complete things that I would never normally give myself the time to complete. Like I've Marie Kondoed pretty much my entire room, like completely decluttered. And I would never, ever do that. And But it feels very nice. And so, so far, so good. But obviously I've only been home for like four or five weeks. I reckon in a couple of months time, I'll probably have itchy feet and want to go somewhere again. But we'll we'll see what happens when that day comes. Yeah, it's been okay for the first few weeks, right? Like week two, I was baking and I was like, this isn't me. Yeah. But like, I'm quite enjoying it. I still haven't got any self-raising flour, by the way. Oh, <laughs> well, I heard, oh, where did I hear you could get some? 
Um, you said Asda, right? I haven't yes, had the chance Asda. to get to Asda. Yes, because apparently the Asda shoppers don't um, don't bake. So. Oh wow! <laughs> it's just like shopping is like the most stressful task right now. Like I went today yeah. and I was like, oh god, like, <laughs> just the dreaded shop. Though weirdly, again, I think I'm just like stranger than most people. Like I get excited for the shop, and I think it's just because <laughs> <laughs> that's my one time of the week where I like really leave the house, and it's like it's just a bit of a change and a bit of something different. I found a same it's pretty good it's not too big and it's not too small mm. and there aren't that many people so that's always like my go-to now yeah it's like this one that like it's like kind of calm so it's have, okay have you ever been questioned like by the police or anything about where you're going i've heard no. more and more people are, have you like, no i haven't yet but i know people who have and like oh. if you're in the car like the police could stop you in your car like where are you going i've heard they're doing the that street. on the motorway yeah. yeah yeah um well i went to the shop today on my boosted board and I thought they were going to like, I like I keep thinking they might stop me about that. But like, also, mm. it's just like, I feel like it's safer. That That's way. just your mode of transportation. It, yeah, exactly. Like, and you it's could like, be in the car or on your boosted board or on public transport. Like for you, like your boosted board's just normal. But yeah, I guess true. I see what you mean. If people might just think you're doing it for leisure. Yeah. So I don't know. But like, I'm just using it to get from A to B. Um, we were we did go on a walk the other day and there was all these people like sunbathing in this field and me and my girlfriend were just looking around like what is going on and then like stupid when you see that it it was but then the payoff was great because a guy in a van who i think it was like a like a nature reserve like he rocked up and he was just like yo you have to leave and then like (laughs) what he told one like group and then they got up and left and then you could just see everybody else just pack up their bags and (laughs) run because they knew they were in the wrong and i was like yeah you tell them (laughs) yeah exactly i mean it is it is hard especially in london like a lot of people don't have gardens mm-hmm. and so like you you want to be out in the sun but at the same time you, you've got to respect that like the rules right now are stay at home like that is yeah. what we all have to do um and yeah i guess that makes it harder when it is super sunny outside and all you want to do is go outside yeah it's been tough but um yeah i'm like I, i'm in similar situation as you I, i'm like getting on with things and like just trying some new things that i haven't ever done before you know what have you what um, else have you been getting up to um well this isn't new but i've been running a lot more and i'm just doing i'm taking like online skillshare classes like in a, it in a way like i mean it all relates back to still what i do like i'm just learning yeah. more like software yeah. editing and stuff yeah. um but it's it's things that i've had on my list for a while that um i've wanted to do that i haven't really had the time for like i built a website um, oh well done yeah, I guess like I started a podcast. Yeah, <laughs> um, congratulations like, <laughs> on that as well. <laughs> but like there are all these small things, but I want to I do want to try and do a few more things that um like for me like at the moment running is the only thing that's like um yeah. outside of work that I'm like can do that I can enjoy still. It's almost like there's not enough well we don't know how long we've got in isolation Mm. sometimes i feel like there's not enough time there's so many things i want to take up like i found a ukulele underneath my bed the other day and i was like well i want to learn that as well (laughs) and i'm like are we gonna have enough time in isolation or are we gonna go back to the real world and then i won't get to do all of these fun things well i know like i keep getting invited to zoom quizzes (laughs) um and i'm like they're fun but there's so many like i also need to build some furniture that's arrived but we can't because we're doing a zoom quiz tonight 
quizzes. <laughs> and my friends were being like triple booked with Zoom. We were trying to arrange a Zoom quiz for I think this weekend. And like at least three of my friends were like, oh no, I've already got like three going on that day. Yeah. <laughs> uh, have you have you uh have you put one on yet? That's intense. I, I've not, but I've just arranged my questions for this quiz with my friends. Uh, so okay. I've I've requested to be the master of the world geography round. So nice, yeah. <laughs> so I've just put together ten questions, um, which took me that that I've li- that's literally what I've been doing in my past half hour before testing <laughs> for you. I could ask you if you know um, a couple of the questions if you. Oh, want. go for it! I've been killing at the geography ones recently. Okay. Well, right, I say go. this, and now I'm gonna fail so bad. Okay, <laughs> let's do this. First question: um, There are eight U.S. states starting with the letter M. Name five of them. Oh man. Um... Oh no. Um <laughs> Mississippi. Yeah, that's one. Massachusetts. Yeah. Maine. Yeah. M M. Oh man. It's hard. It is hard. Yeah. Maryland, that's not yeah. a, that yes, is, that is, it? Is, is it? Is it? Is yeah, it? Maryland. Four. four. Okay, one more. Think of um how how can I give you this clue without giving it away? Uh, a Disney TV show, um, Hannah. Montana. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> oh, I'll give you one of mine then. Okay. okay um, oh what is the largest port in the world? Or where is the largest port in the world? What city? Is it Hamburg? It is not. Oh. It's it's in a, it's in Asia. It's in Asia. Okay. Uh, oh, largest port. Uh, oh. Kuala Lumpur, Hong Kong, Singapore, uh, Bangkok. Uh, no. Goa. No, it's, uh, it's in China. It's in China. Okay. <laughs> narrowing it right down. Just narrowing it down. Beijing, Shanghai. Yes, Shanghai. Woohoo! <laughs> but a great way of getting us into travel, Christy, because mm. I did want to quickly say that I was prepping for this the other day <laughs> and I watched your first YouTube video what? from like oh, no. 2012. Why yeah, did but you what do I, that? Wait, wait, well, I was just interested. But what I have to say <laughs> is that like, I thought it was so um, interesting because Which video you, was it? Um, you were like skiing with like your oh, parents. Okay. Oh, okay. Was I eating a snail by any chance or was it one of the other ones? Um. There was a skiing one and then you were somewhere with your friends. Um, (gasps) Like you were backpacking with two friends. Oh, okay. Yes, yes, yes. Um, So the skiing one, yeah, that was a family holiday in 2011. And I think I made a little vlog of when me and my mum got lost in Uh the... That that might have been one of them, and then um, oh, those those vlogs are so bad. <laughs> but the oh, only reason God. I bring it up is I just want to because like present yourself in like a very similar way. Like you can tell it's you, like someone who's been doing YouTube for that long. Yeah, like you're still the same person, you know. Like yeah. you're just like obviously being yourself. Yeah, and I thought that was like really cool. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> that's the only reason it's I'm bringing it up. <laughs> the quality of production though is uh, sure. But you know you've got to start somewhere, and and that's the reason why. I do keep those videos up even though I cringe when I know someone's watched uh-huh. them I still keep them up because I like to think people can look back and realize like no one starts a professional travel vlogger like no mm-hmm. one knows what they're doing at first and, and you've got to just like create something in order to grow from that um and that's literally yeah. what my first few vlogs were it was literally just a matter of me wanting to make videos and wanting to travel and 
growing with the production quality from there. And then I guess it eventually found a balance of them being informative as well as entertaining. Yeah, and I, I think the the first informative videos came from the fact that when I when I went traveling with my friends and I had no audience whatsoever, I just found that I was getting questions from friends who um, I had on Facebook, like about backpacking. And I realized that it was the same questions coming up again and again. And I thought, oh, hey, it seems like lots of people want to know this information. Why don't I make these just tips and advice and informative videos? So that's where that started. And lo and behold, that is where my YouTube career kind of really started because that's when the viewers and subscribers started coming in. Mm -hmm. And then ever since then, I've been able to listen to the viewers and subscribers on their feedback of what they want to see next and what videos they want to see. And that's how I've been able to come up with the content that I do because I just, I just see what, see what people want, you know? Yeah. And it's, it's like a big circle. And I also have to say congrats because you just hit a hundred K subscribers, right? Thank you very much. I did. That's so cool. I, I and you know. got the plaque. I, yeah, I got the plaque. I got the plaque just the other day. It's still not up. I need to. I do. I need my dad to help me stick it up on the wall because I'm not very good at those DIY things. But it, it it is really nice that YouTube do that. That they give you this tangible reward because obviously being self employed, that's and like you know we are our own bosses. Yeah. Like tangible rewards are not normally something that we get, and so it is. That's just it's just a really nice thing that youtube do and like it's a testament to like how hard you've worked on that channel and stuff yeah. i actually had a friend who was going to columbia just after you oh, and yeah. she's like oh i'm trying to do some research and i was like well if you check out my friend's channel she's <laughs> there like you're gonna get some like tips from there um, yeah i but- i do i struggle when um people start asking me tips of places that i'm currently traveling because i'm uh, and and it often happens like i'll be in a a place and someone was like oh you're here can you give me tips on this and the other and i'm like well i'm i'm just learning it all myself like i'm experiencing it as you are yeah yeah but obviously now i can create the content now that i finished Mm. it but um how was it i like we haven't really spoke since you've been there or back yeah how the hell it looks pretty you did a ton yeah it's a fantastic country to go backpacking just because of the fact that it's cheap and there is loads and loads to do so like the the landscape is so diverse like you've got the caribbean like paradise beautiful beaches and you've got the desert you've got the kind of rainforest area you've actually got the amazon rainforest as part of colombia but i i didn't go to that part of it and then you've got like the big cities you've got the culture of everyone salsa dancing so like it's you'll never be bored when you're there but also there is a big backpacking culture which for me is so so important because although i like to travel solo primarily I don't like to be by myself. I like to go to hostels and like I will always meet people and that's like a big priority for me. So I, I like to choose destinations where there is going to be lots of backpackers, loads of cool hostels and uh, ways to interact with other travellers. And Colombia was fantastic for that as well. I, I definitely say it's one of the best countries in the world to go backpacking. How long were you there for? I was there for 
just over three months. So two weeks, not even two weeks before I left because I I left because of coronavirus. Um, And yeah, just two weeks before I left, I extended my visa. So I was able to stay another three months, but then I was obviously not able to enjoy any of that. Yeah, it is a shame, but you know, it is what it is. Everyone's had to go home. Um, So I ended up being there just over three months. Did you have a tough time getting back? I remember seeing your stories and you were like, I was really uh, flights are coming and going. Yeah, I was really, really worried about it um, because the flight prices shot up. As soon as like the advice came from the foreign travel office that like, okay, you have to go home. The flight prices went from £300 to £3,000, which was just so stressful. And I found... I. I managed to find a flight for 1500 which was so expensive, but it was the cheapest I could find. So I booked it in a panic thinking it's going to go straight to London. And mm-hmm. it was only after I booked it, I realized it went through Madrid. And I was like, oh, no, because at the time, like Madrid was like one of the main epicenters. And I like and everyone was saying to me, don't go through Madrid, don't go through Madrid. And so I, I was so, so, so stressed. But um, I just thought, you know, this is my only option. This is the flight that I've got and it's not been cancelled thus far. So we're, we're just going to roll with it. And it was genuinely one of the smoothest flights I've ever taken. There was no delays. There was hardly anyone on the plane. And um, yeah, it, it just made me realise that like people are, are making Peeping, people are making other people panic and that's not mm. a good thing yeah. um when like if 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 they don't know a certain situation they they shouldn't be creating hysteria around it yeah there was a lot of people like shouting about the airports and stuff and like panicking and i was in florida the uh the week it got bad in italy and i was mm. with angelo okay and a bunch of other italians and they were all having to change their flights to get home oh. and he was very chilled at the time and i'm like yeah. bro just just keep an eye on it because yeah. like it's gonna it it might get bad but like mm-hmm. everyone got back fine so did we and i don't know like it's just like a lot of people like someone says something to someone it gets passed on yeah and like it just all gets a bit like misconstrued yeah i totally agree whereas like you know the flights weren't even cancelled and there wasn't actually anything wrong with the situation well obviously there's a lot wrong with the situation but like mm. it's you are able to get back to your home country. At least we, yeah. we were at the time. I'm, I'm really glad that you did manage to get back home from Florida and Angelo back to Italy as well. Cause I, I actually chatted to Angelo at the time and he was telling me about the situation in Italy and I, I couldn't believe it. Like, yeah, it's just mad. It was, it was crazy. Cause um, we were, it must've been like five weeks ago and we were kind of all like hearing about it but like still joking around having a good time but then a week later he was like no this is serious he's Mm. like it's really bad here but i'm glad you got back are you backed up on content to post yes and you know what i actually thought i was going to get through it a lot quicker so i've got about six episodes left in in um like my columbia series and then i'll be making like tips and advice videos and i thought i was going to get through it really quickly because i was like oh i'll I'll have nothing else to do in quarantine but i found that i've been working very slowly since being home and going back to 
the sense of feeling like there's not enough time to do all the activities which I've never had time for and like decluttering my room and so I've, I've been kind of I guess procrastinating with the editing but it's not a bad thing because it means I still have work to do now and I probably will for the next couple of months I'm just I guess, unintentionally dragging it out. No, but that's, that's nice. And I actually have to say from the outside point of view, I have never, I want to know your like creative process because I've never seen anybody post so much content so regularly and like it be good and like so like in depth as all the videos you do. Really? Like, <laughs> yeah, you post like, well, at least, like what's your schedule? Are you at least like once a week? I, I aim for once a week. That, that, yeah. My creative process so with with like the travel vlogs, I I have an idea in mind when I'm traveling of mm -hmm. when the video is going to start, when it's going to end. So I know when I'm going to be doing my intro, when I'm going to be doing my outro. I am constantly thinking when I'm traveling how things will sit in the video. And I often think like, let's say I'm about to do an activity and I might introduce yeah. it to the vlog. And then I might say to myself, Right, okay, and then the next part of the video is just going to be a 20-second montage of this activity. And then so I know I just need to get B-roll shots. I'm not going to talk to the camera. I'm just going to, like, capture the absolute highlights. Um, and that's kind of, like, what I'm thinking about the whole time when I'm filming, and that makes editing so much easier because then I come uh, into you know I was gonna say come into the editing room wherever I am editing <laughs> um I've got my footage uh there's a start there's an end there's a middle and I literally just approach it like a puzzle like I, I stick it all in the timeline I already have an idea of what the vibe's gonna be um like whether it's gonna be like upbeat music or like whether it's gonna be quite um somber music i don't know yeah but that's something i wanted to ask because i remember when we were flying back from austria together i was watching you edit your croatia video okay and you do it quite differently to me but i really love it how like you you sometimes like you had the music down first and you were like at this point in the video i am going to do this that was a different style of video so that was like a complete okay. montage video where there yeah. was no talking whatsoever and so i'd already chosen the track and so that's why i, I like so that's not normal for me but in, uh, okay. in that instance i laid the track down first and then it was a case of piecing what video clips i thought went well with um each part of the song so, yeah that that's not normal for me <laughs> okay okay <laughs> But like, okay, but what you were saying before, like, um, sounds like similar to what I do. Like, you're kind of like editing in your head whilst you're filming. Yes. Because you're like, okay, I know that I don't need tons of like B-roll of like this yes. event, you know. I, I have to, because if I don't, mm. then the editing process just takes me 10 times longer because I've got all this footage, which just doesn't seem to make sense. And yeah. that's when I really procrastinate with my editing is when I kind of come to a creative block and I'm like, Oh God, how am I going to put this together? What I like, what extras am I going to have to film or record to make this into a story that makes sense? And, um, yeah, I, I find that uh, not not necessarily stressful, but I just find it really un inefficient, inefficient, inefficient. Yeah, well, I mean, especially when you're editing whilst you're traveling as well, right? You 
probably don't have a lot of time yeah. always to edit like you're probably editing in like hostels or like bars sometimes um so you want to try and like be as efficient as you can right exactly exactly yeah if if yeah if not then i i would not be able to mm -hmm. smash out as much content as i do i, I don't know how the daily vloggers do it like oh, <laughs> i yeah. i can't do that because i like i get tired like I, I feel like the daily vloggers are all editing up until like 3 a.m and I don't know, I'm I'm a granny in the sense that I've, I've got to go to bed at 11 p.m. <laughs> I, don't, I don't work then. So, I don't, yeah, I, I'm amazed that they manage to smash out as much as they do. But, yeah, once a week is, is good for me. That's cool. So you, you're more like you shoot deliberately um, rather than like just like constantly rolling. Like you you yes. have in mind, you know what you're doing and when you're shooting. Yes, I, I didn't always, but I guess that's just something that I've learned along the way whenever I'm shooting something I nearly always know right this is going in this video at this point this is the sort of music that I think I'm gonna want to use and yeah we, we go from there. Columbia for example did you know how many videos you were going to make what type of videos you were going to make had you prepped that beforehand? Uh, somewhat um, so I, I had a lot of success with my Philippines series from the year before, and that was a series of vlogs where I would make one video in each kind of destination. And um, I, I knew that I was going to make one video for each of those destinations. And then at the end is when I do a big tips and advice video on like the whole country. And I think that format works really, really well for me and also well for my subscribers because they can follow along the journey in real time but then they also get like all the tips and advice at the end so that was the structure that I definitely knew I wanted to take and so it was just like yeah when I when I arrived in each destination in Colombia I was like right yep that's going to be a vlog that's going to be a vlog that's going to be a vlog that makes sense um, i mean and it's like it's like consistency right and like keeping so your subscribers know what they're kind of gonna get yeah you know? and i'm very ocd about the um about the videos coming out in order which yeah. is where the coronavirus really um messed me up a little bit because uh i i when i flew home obviously that was like quite hot topic and like news mm. i didn't want to like normally i wouldn't be posting like a flying home vlog until I've posted all the vlogs from being in that destination. Whereas in this instance, because it was like flying home for coronavirus, I I messed up my schedule by posting that in between. And then now I'm still posting Columbia vlogs. So it's all messed up now. So my, uh, my mild OCD is uh, not too happy. <laughs> but normally I would try and make sure everything is in the order that I actually filmed it. I, I like that. I think that's good for like an audience, right? Like if I just found your channel and I wanted to see your Philippines videos, I know that I can just go back to the first one and like just watch them all in order. Yes. And, like... and I, I make playlists to make it easy. But even then still, like, I, I like the upload schedule to be yeah. in as much order as possible because I think especially with backpacking trips, people will follow your route. Like they, they like, like doing things in the order that you do them. And so... It, it does make it very important for me. So when you're backpacking, obviously you don't want to be taking loads and loads of gear. Like what is your setup? If people are curious, so like how you shoot, like what, do, yeah, what, what do you kind of take briefly? So I tried to make it 
I tried to make it as um, minimal as possible on the latest trip because I'm, I'm more and more realizing that I am not a cinematic vlogger and people don't follow me for cinematics. Um, so my main vlogging camera is GoPro Hero 8 Black which I bought just before I came away. It's a great and, camera. Oh, I love it so much. Like the, the main reason I love that actually is the wide angle. Oh, and it's it's crazy, right? Yeah. And I like the quality is really decent and you could do yeah. slow-mo on it and you could take it underwater. Like it's, I genuinely think it's like the ultimate adventure vlogging camera. And I always say to people, like if you only bring one camera with you, make it a GoPro because that's what you're going to be able to do everything on and it's very accessible for everybody i was i wasn't a gopro hater but mm. like i hadn't used a gopro since like a gopro free and then we took like a couple of eights to hawaii and i was like wow this is insane for like this tiny little camera and the versatility of your shots all of a sudden like yeah, it just gives a whole new perspective yeah and if i think yeah i think you're right if like you're only if you're like because so many people that go backpacking they want to yeah. capture that experience exactly. and that's definitely the best thing to have if you yeah. don't especially if you're not like yeah like you said a cinematographer or like super into photo video so you take a gopro do you have anything else so i take a gopro and i primarily keep it on a shorty stick which I really like because you can flip it out to be a tripod so you can like sit it down and talk to the camera or like if you want to do a time lapse like that's just readily available for you to do and then I bring a floaty handle as well so if I'm going to be doing anything in the water I take it on the floaty handle because then if I accidentally drop it it's going to float and not sink um, unfortunately I did actually lose one GoPro or white water rafting in um, in Colombia um, oh, it was no. attached to my friend's helmet and uh, he jumped in the water and the helmet was done up, but it snapped. And <sighs> so unfortunately, the helmet just started sinking straight away into this murky, deep water. And yeah, we never got it back, which was a little bit gutting. But I did manage to get some insurance money back to buy a new one. Did you have footage backed up from the GoPro? I did from like... I, I backed it up the night before, so I didn't I didn't lose too much. I only lost the footage from that day. So okay. yeah, it was it was actually totally fine. Considering the circumstances, it was totally fine. Yeah. So as well as my GoPro, I bring my Lumix GH5 camera. And do you know, I almost regretted bringing it on my latest trip because I found that I hardly ever used it. But it's it's hard because as being a travel vlogger is my profession. It's nice to know that I have it there if I do want to capture something more cinematic or let's say I happen to get a freelance job along the road and yeah. I need like my nice camera. I do bring it, um, but I just I didn't use it all too much on this. Yeah, it's hard, right? When like it's a, it's a really great camera, but like when you're trying to like be nimble and stuff, it's it's a heavy weight as well, especially yeah. when you're not using it a ton. Yeah. Um, I always find I take like really long lenses on jobs sometimes and okay. I'm like, yeah, this is great. Yeah. But it's so heavy and yeah. I use it like twice. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, is this actually worth is it? Is it worth it? Yeah. In the Philippines, I had um, one of those GoPro domes. Because uh, oh, I yeah. thought, oh, this will be sick for like over and underwater shots. And it was sick, but I only used it like twice. And so I thought, is this big thing worth carrying around with me? for two months worth it for two shots and I was like 
no. So I did not bring it with me on this trip and I'm glad for it because I can't say that I particularly missed it. Fair enough. Fair um, enough. And then as well as that, I had my Zoom H1 microphone, which I only used once, but I'm glad I had it because that is quite good if you're somewhere and it's just like really windy and you just you just need that better audio. Um, and then I had my Lavellier microphone as well. Lavellier, <laughs> that's such a nice way of saying it. <laughs> yeah. The smart love, the road smart love. I, I kind of just had that one for just in case, but I don't mind bringing those mics because they take up literally no room. They don't weigh anything and they're just there for when you need them. Uh, and I think, is that it? Yeah, that's it. Other than my phone, which I would obviously capture the odd, like I'd take all my photos on my phone. Yeah. Like, all my photos for Instagram taken on there which is really really handy because i just uh edit them direct on the phone sure on lightroom right yes yeah nice that's a sweet little setup that's mm. nice for hawaii i wanted to take a like kind of nimble setup but we had to have like really great quality cameras and stuff and what was like your main filming camera in hawaii so i took a i was using a sony which mm -hmm. is still pretty light for like a mirrorless camera mm -hmm. with a like a 24 to 70 lens on a gorilla pod yeah and that was like me and then i had my drone um and like my little osmo pocket oh um, yeah did you use that much uh actually no <laughs> like <laughs> i like it i like it because i can just pull it out and use it whenever but yeah. in in that instance i didn't yeah. but i actually had i brought um a cinematographer along with me yeah um so when i brought him like well he like upped the level of the quality but nice. like he he brought a lot more gear so we had like underwater housing we had like black magic cameras another sony yeah. but um two drones so it became a lot but the reason i bring this up is because so we had two backpacks and like a hard case and like the plan was just like we had a jeep so we're like we can just leave all the stuff in the jeep when we're right. not using it okay. um like when we're hiking but so we took it on the plane we land in los angeles on like the first leg of the journey yeah. we're going through customs and um, I get split up from the two guys I'm with. And then they text me and they're like, Andy, we left the hard case on the plane. <gasps> and it had what? lenses, drones, no! everything. And I was just How like... How did that even happen? But I don't know because we were just... <laughs> we're not used to traveling with another case yeah. and like oh, no. they, he was filming me walking off the plane and <laughs> I guess we just didn't think about it and I was just oh, so no. tired and I actually had a bunch of other issues going on in Hawaii that I was trying to sort oh, and I was just like oh my god this is not happening um, <laughs> but luckily he found like a uh, he found like a flight attendant who managed to go back oh, and then good. I saw this hard case and I'm like oh my god it's just one of those things where your heart just thinks when you find it that did. out isn't it you're just yeah. like no <laughs> it was bad but one um of the worst feelings in the world well, i'm glad yeah. you got it back yeah exactly so like i i because i usually like just going with like one bag um and that kind of works for me yeah but um okay so you're traveling a lot of the time like right now you have a lot of downtime yeah but how the hell do you manage a workload of traveling editing mm -hmm. shooting like managing solo sorting out brand deals freelance work like admin like when i'm on the road time? yeah i don't manage it well if i'm completely honest i, uh, I was hoping for some tips because i am okay. also not good at that <laughs> like my email just goes to shit yeah oh yeah i'm 
not I'm not the best person to offer advice because it's quite literally the same and I, I'm not someone who like I don't let my work absolutely dominate my trips because then it kind of feels like I've defeated the whole point of my backpacking like I really do try to give myself the proper backpacker experience and making friends and like you know going on nights out and doing things that I would normally be doing if I would not be filming and I and I, I will I hope to always keep that value because that's what kind of really keeps the authenticity in my videos as well um but what my strategy in Colombia that I tried to do was every like after every destination I would either stay in the destination longer for like two or three more days and get a hotel room as opposed to a hostel and just literally say to myself right you're not traveling anywhere this is when you're going to catch up on work and this is when you're gonna like do your emails and everything like that um it, it didn't always happen that way that I was able to actually dedicate that time to doing those things. But that is what I aimed for. And that was kind of the best compromise that I could think of where I could travel authentically, but also be run a business at the same time and run a YouTube channel. Yeah, that makes sense. You don't want to diminish, like you said, the authenticity of those videos because in a way like you traveling, you're there for the experience, but then you're also making videos about it, which is your job. So yeah, I need to put the life admin stuff aside and just like focus on like making the best of this experience. Like you said earlier, if you don't have the story or like your head's not in what you're doing at the moment, the video is then going to suffer down the line. Yeah, for sure. And I think people see right through that. Um, like I, I take a lot of pride in the fact that I know a lot of my followers follow me because I'm just a regular backpacker and I'm, I'm trying to do like less and less of the, the sponsored brand trips because that's not something that my audience will be doing themselves. Um, uh, that makes sense. That's interesting. I, cause I wanted to ask like how, what like percent of your trips are like brand funded to like self-funded. So the, they were very brand funded in like 2017 and 2018 because I had no money uh, (laughs) and I needed to save money, but I was ironically still able to travel through doing it with um, brands. Um, But I found that my audience were really not that interested in these kind of videos. Even if I like really put my heart and soul into creating good content, ultimately these were not trips that they were able to go on themselves um so I've really tried to make it my priority over the next year or um over the past year or so um to predominantly be um doing and showcasing my own backpacking travels and funding it funding it in a way where it can be completely independent so I had a really nice sponsor actually for some of the videos on my Columbia trip and it was a VPN called Surfshark and it was it was the best because I was able to uh, work with them and get paid, but still do my travels authentically as I usually would. So I think when it comes to getting work with YouTube, um, stuff like that is definitely something that I'm going to be leaning more towards in the future as opposed to press trips. Sure, that makes sense. If people aren't like too like glued up on like how a brand trip works, but it's like, 
a brand won't usually sponsor you to go to Colombia for six months to do what you want. It's like no. come to our destination. So like yeah. um, the, the top of my head, I was taken to Dallas by like Visit Dallas. So the travel board yeah. um, to do some stuff there. So when a company takes you out there, like you're they're taking you there for a reason. So, yeah, I guess yeah. it's trying to work out if that's going to work. Yeah, um, and your content. Oft, often they are really actually cool opportunities that you want to take up and like being able to make an awesome travel guide there. And yep. I definitely won't say no to opportunities in the future, but I just know that if my entire content was centered around that, I would lose my following because there's no story anymore. And it's 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 not such content for the long-term subscribers. It's more so content for like, the, you know the evergreen content for the for the bigger internet especially because they're normally like luxury based like you're normally yeah. in a five-star hotel and doing like the absolutely most amazing thing so they're always amazing opportunities but uh yeah it's just not always the most relatable stuff yeah um do you deal with like all the brand deals and stuff yourself I do. I uh, I had a manager for a couple of years. Oh, it was like a year and a half, but it ended up just not really working because I I I don't really like being managed. I like speaking with brands directly. Um, it obviously it, it it does mean that probably not as much work comes through because I never really actively go out seeking work. I just wait for it to come to me. But I do like the fact that. I can manage myself, negotiate my own rates and um, yeah, just, just, just be in charge of it. I, like, I'm, I'm happy managing it myself right now. What about you? I mean, I do a lot of it myself. I'm signed up with like an agency where it's like um, they like bring me opportunities. Oh, that's good. Um, yeah. And the reason I kind of went with that is because I was finding myself in a position where I'm really busy focusing on big projects that yeah. I don't have as much time to bring in brand work if I yeah. wanted it. Yeah. So just like I'm willing to let somebody else um, sort of bring them For to sure. me. And I can still decide if I want to take them or not. And I can still do my own yeah i'm um, like all my uk based ones are pretty much like myself yeah but yeah it's, it's finding a balance right um th there's pros and cons to both i guess yeah um i i would love to find like an agency which just like ha hands hands me work as as and when and i can pick as and when but i think admittedly i reckon i'm quite hard to work with because i'm so picky with mm -hmm. brands and and who i want to work with and and how that is represented on my channel because I'm just so scared about losing my audience's trust like that is the most important thing to me is that yeah. my audience trusts me and uh, I, that was probably one of the main issues with my first manager is like that he was presenting lots of opportunities and the majority of them I was saying no 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 don't want to do it don't want to do it and then ultimately I wasn't making any him any money and I wasn't really making much money because I was just saying no to all the opportunities yeah you kind of well yeah you want it to fit in with like what you're doing and I think like you said I guess like an integration into like whatever videos you're currently making um could be a good possibility um I should definitely like, like, we should talk afterwards and I should like send you some details to the people I'm with because they kind of do a lot of those integrations. A lot of the brand deals are tailored towards you and it's just like, it's not dedicated videos. It's like, oh, do you want this 
job with story blocks or Squarespace, you know, that that type of thing. Yeah, that's so that like yeah, really, I don't know. Really There's pros and cons to it all. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm I'm Yeah, that is really good. As long as you're not like locked in with a contract and they're taking oh, your yeah, ads like, and things like that. What was those YouTube back in the day, um what are they called that people always signed to? MCNs. MCNs, yeah. yeah. I mean <laughs> I, I've only just heard horror stories from people. Yeah, literally. I me too. And it makes me wonder like God, how did they get anyone to sign up? Like I don't know because I've had so many emails in the past of MCMs wanting me to sign up with them but I'm always just way too skeptical yeah I, I guess once you probably hit like a certain size right they just all come out of the woodwork after you yeah like and they just try to take up anyone yeah I mean I've, I've had it less these days mm-hmm. but I wonder if that's because they're being like shut down a bit and people are realizing they're not quite as uh useful yeah, like I think times are changing a lot as well, right? And um, yeah. it's easier to access like creators directly. And yeah, I think people have probably just seen like the bad sides of it. Um, <laughs> it's just they're just the horror stories. They don't have a very good rec- reputation, do they? Yeah. But on top of you doing, so you do YouTube like full time, right? That's like your yes. Okay, so on top of that, last was it last summer you launched a clothing line solo. Yes, um, I which did. is insane. Thank um, you. How how was that? Because I, I I launched a clothing company when I was like nineteen. Oh, um, when you were nineteen? So, yeah, like it was, it was like it was between like going from college to uni, and I didn't want to really yeah. go to uni, and I was like, I'm going to start a clothing company, and I taught myself <laughs> Photoshop, and like it's it was much different to it is how it is now. Yeah. Um, but how are you finding it? Well, unfortunately, right now we've had to kind of close up shop just because of the whole coronavirus and like operations aren't able to run as normal. So we've just like put it all on hold. Um, I've learned that it's a very, very slow process. So the reason I started it is because I had ideas of clothes that didn't exist. So I wanted to like actually design clothes from scratch Um, and yeah, just realizing how long that process takes. Like working with the tech designers is a lot of fun and it's great. But then when it comes to like actually putting it into manufacturing and sourcing fabrics and materials and like what is actually available and how long it then takes to be put into production and everything. I've been <laughs> I've been very impatient and we um they were supposed to send me well they they did send me some samples for um some new products when I was in Colombia but I got lost in the post. So I still haven't seen these samples yet which is gutting and it just makes the whole process even longer. But um I'm still so excited about it and and the products that we're going to be making and where the future of it is but yeah it just it just takes a long time and that that, that's hard when conveying to an audience as well because you want you want you get people excited for it and tell them about it but you don't want to tell them too early I don't want them to lose interest but it's hard to know at what point to you know start mentioning things yeah I guess it's tricky because so many people do like the merch game, you know, like, and like what I'd say about like your, like yours is like, it's more than that, right? It's not like, you're yeah. not just like making t-shirts with your name on it. Exactly. You, you've shown me and told me about them. And I've been like, every time I'm like, oh, that seems like, and you were telling me the reason behind your, why you're making them. And I was like, oh, that makes so much sense. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a lot easier just to make merch, like mm-hmm. just sticking your name on a jumper and selling it. But I just, I, I think of it as I want to be selling something that I would buy 
And personally, I would not buy a jumper with my name on it. Like I just wouldn't. Um, like everything that I wear, even in like my downtime is very, I guess, functional. Mm-hmm. And that was what I was finding was missing was these functional female backpacking clothes with zipped pockets. <laughs> <laughs> that was just the, the biggest thing. Um, so yeah, that's that's what I'm really wanting to create. Cause I I, I always think like, if I if I need it, other people must be needing it as well. You know, there's a there's a gap in the market. If I can't get it and I want it, there's definitely there's a gap in the market there. Yeah. I mean, it's that's that's such a thing in like the whole like entrepreneurial startup space is that it's all like you should be making something that like is is like is missing or that you think like needs to be filled. And like yeah. all these companies like Airbnb, like um whole foods all these type of things like filling those gaps where they they've been needed so like yeah that makes sense and it's a longevity of it right like you could make merch but like yeah in a year's time how many t-shirts do you want from the same person with their name on it yeah exactly it's got to be a bigger selling point Mm -hmm. otherwise how can you expect people to purchase it and and i'm the same when i'm purchasing something like if someone's trying to sell me something you've got to give me a good reason to buy this. Like, you know, people are paying money for this. There's got to be a good reason to purchase this product. Well, I hope that it all, like, when you can get it back up and running, like, um, it goes well. Yeah, I mean, who even knows? I, I yes. Every day I think, when will things be lifted? Like, when when uh, the restriction is going to be relaxed? And I, we just we just have no clue, do we? No, we don't. I think they're talking about doing something, either announcing something today or tomorrow about an extension. Ah. Are you going to be clapping like- in 45 minutes? That is true. Yeah, yeah, of course. Today, like, we yeah. did it on it's yeah, we did it on the f- the first time and uh it was actually really emotional. Yeah. But I think that'll about do it for today. This has been fun. Fantastic. Um, this has this been, been fun. It's been nice to catch up. Sorry, I felt like yeah. I've been talking about myself the whole time. I should have been asking you more questions. No, it's fine. We can we can do more <laughs> of these down the line, but this is great. Um and when all this lifts, hopefully we can uh catch up in London at some point soon. Yes, yes, please. That'll Amazing. be fantastic. All right, dude. Well, thanks a lot. No worries. Thanks for having me. So if you have made it this far, thank you so much for sticking around. Um, Thanks again, Christy, for coming on, spending an hour of your time just talking all things travel and youtube some of my favorite topics um if you guys want to follow christy on youtube or instagram or check out solo or whatever she's doing all the links are below in the show notes so please do go check her out show her some love on those platforms and yeah thanks for getting to the end of this episode we're going to have another one for you in a few days time um so i'm really excited to be sharing that with you i hope everyone is doing all right and you're staying safe and at home if you have have any feedback or comments um, it always helps uh, to leave a five-star review and a little comment below or just to share this on instagram i would be really interested to know where you're listening to this so maybe take a little instagram video and tag me that would be awesome or just send me a dm i'm at andy burgess on instagram and all my links and all of that stuff is below as well Um, i'm rambling on i tend to do that but hope you guys enjoyed this and yeah i'll see you in the next one